Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today is the day you will lose fat. Come see Dr. T at NJ Diet. Easiest diet I've ever done. It's changed my life. Come see Dr. T. Using blood work and DNA testing. 1-855-5-NJ-DIET and njdiet.com. Change your life in only 40 days with NJ Diet. My next guest might be, has been called, it might be the best guest secret coming out of Buffalo, New York. His songwriting ability and storyteller ability is incredible. He just dropped his latest album. Some call this his debut album, Tana Talk 3. He's Benny the Butcher, and I want to welcome him to the library with Tomine Co. Thanks for joining me, man. You already know the butcher coming. You already know. Man. Hey. So a good friend of mine, and he's also my neighbor, actually also is a Buffalo native as well. Uh, and he, when I told him I was interviewing him, he nothing but great things to say about you and your songwriting ability and, and, your, and your flow, and everything was pretty incredible. And, but he also remembers you as someone, he, he remembers you as... Two Chain Benny Maine. So I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us the origin of that name. Uh, well, that name come from back in the day. One of my homeboys gave me that name. You know, I used to wear two chains. I still wear two or three of them. But back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Before all the rappers was doing it, I was wearing two chains. And, and the home, one of my homies called me Two Chain. Two, my name was Benny. So I, after wearing the two chains, he called me Two Chain Benny Man. And so after that, I just ran with the name. I liked it, the name. It was flashy. Then all my, then everybody started calling me that, and and I had that name since two thousand five, and uh, you know what I'm saying that's just my name, and then and then it's been shortened to Chains. Everybody call me Chains. All my closest friends and family call me Chains. If you was around me, nobody really called me Benny. Everybody called me Chains. Some people call me Benny because all this new found fame or whatever you want to call it. But right. my close friends, my day ones, they all call me Chains because of that name. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean that's my name. You know uh. Somebody else used that name too, but I, I used the first. Sure, sure. So, so how did uh, I guess? So from there, so how did you get uh, come up with Benny the Butcher? Now it's the name that we obviously all all know you as. Just by just by in a song, I said I said I said something like the Butcher. You know what I mean? And and the fans, man, the Griselda fans, they so loyal and they so down to earth and and they so stand up. Yeah. That's all I had to say. And then they start calling. They start calling me the butcher. Right. Um, and for me, it seems like Buffalo, New York, is kind of really making this. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing, a new, a real push to make itself kind of put itself into the map of hip hop. Uh, you know, you obviously have yourself. You have Westside Gun and Conway. 
You have Kadir Latif, a group I've been listening to called uh, 14 Trap Doors is from Buffalo as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so why why do you think this push, or is it not a new push at all, is happening from Buffalo MCs to kind of put put Buffalo on the map and for the hip-hop? Of course, yeah, it's, it's definitely a push, man. They see what we're doing. They see the opportunity that, that uh, the Griselle, the Shady deal created, and they see the, uh, the trail that... Uh, uh, West Side Gun and Conway and me is uh, paving for them, and the smart ones is is, is falling in line and, and doing their homework and, and, and working harder than they was working because they know a door got open, so everybody's trying to squeeze through that door. They know it's a certain type of uh, light on Buffalo, mm-hmm. so people want to know, like, what's good? It's like, any any are there any other spitters there? Are there any, is there any more talent there? And the answer is, fuck yeah, and there's been talent here, but nobody never shine the light on it so now the light shine you're gonna hear a lot more from buffalo what is i mean for i think you said it but what is kind of that one thing that you would want the rest in the country to know about buffalo the buffalo hip-hop scene that we just don't know and we should know it's like the must the one must thing we must hear uh it's just it's just it's, it's all type of music here it's it's like east coast music here buffalo is just like in, in, in it's like a weird place on a map you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like East Coast music here, you know what I'm saying? Some of these dudes rap like they from the Midwest. Some of these dudes rap like they from down south. It's just a lot of music here, you know what I'm saying? Buffalo's damn near the middle of fucking nowhere. Just want people to know, like, it's a lot of music here. Don't ever don't ever think Buffalo is, like, lacking in something or don't got what it takes or nothing. Like, man, it, it's tough here, and the people tough here, and, and the smart businessmen here, So, and all that's going to show through the music. That's the first thing that people getting to see from people from buffalo is the music so all of that is going to show right through the music hmm. so you i know you were born in 84 and so i don't think this question i'm coming up with, about to ask you i don't think it's more of a, it's a generational thing i think it might be more of about the school of mcs that come out now uh, and this is not for me this is not a knock at the school of mcs that come up now but um it seems like they're less inclined to i guess lyrically fill a page but then you listen to yourself and you really fill that page with lyrics. Um, why is that the case for you? I mean, what was your approach going into hip hop that made you say, I want to be a lyricist that fills pages and not kind of let a lot of stuff breathe, I guess. Yeah. Like to me, I, I kind of, I do think it's a generational thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was born in 84 and I was listening to, to the music. My dad was listening to listening to the music. My mom was listening to and listening to the music that was popular at, at that time. And I was like artists who was lyricists, people who was rapping about something, who brought something to the table. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and I was groomed in that. I was groomed to the Nas's, the Wu Tang Clan, the Jay Z's, the motherfucking Coogee raps, the Mob Deeps. You know what I'm saying? The the Locks. You know what I'm saying? I I came up in that era, and those are the the dudes that I looked up to in music. Mm. And those are all spitters and, and and legendary people. So so that's what I'm gonna give off. And I feel like it's the same thing going on with these dudes. I'm saying they listening to they listening to rappers who got good melodies, who who rich, who making money, who doing good for themselves. But this is be honest, man. The the, the bar is not there. Mm. It's like it's, it don't it don't take that much talent to get on a song and just say a whole bunch of stuff, the rhyme of one syllable word, and put some auto tune on it, and you got maybe a quarter million worth of jewelry on it, and you are gonna be good. Right. You know what I'm saying? So kids see that. Kids see that. And then they want to do it too, cause they 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 see somebody they like on the radio, getting a fucking million spins on the radio and the videos, next to the nice cars, next to the nice women, and taking trips, and they, and they hear the music and they like, yo, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know 
know what I'm saying? So they try it themselves. Like, ain't nobody, well, maybe you is, but when I was listening to Hove and, and, and Jada Kiss and all them niggas back in the day, like, everybody wasn't listening to that, like, yo, I could do that too. Like, fuck no, you can't do that. That's like once-in-a-lifetime talent. That's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That don't come too often. It's like, it's like if you see me, playing for the Lakers next to LeBron and you watch on SportsCenter that Benny just got a $20 million contract for three years from the motherfucking Lakers and then you watch the game every night and I'm not doing shit. I'm like 0 for 30. I'm shooting. I mean, I can't, I can't fucking play in the NBA. <laughs> but if you see me getting that type of money and playing in the NBA, I guarantee that you'll be trying to try out for the fucking Sacramento Kings or something. You're like, oh, they let anybody play now? Right, right. I'm going to go try out. And that's what it is. It's like, okay, anybody could do it. That's why you have so many people doing it because the, the talent is the talent level is not that high. And people watch it and they feel like, oh, shit, I could do that too. I'm going to the studio tomorrow. So that's what that is. True. Before, before I turn to your album, uh, I just want to know, you, you mentioned a few artists that you obviously grew up listening to, but do you remember that first artist or maybe that first record you heard that had you say, oh, this is what I want to do with myself. This is I want to be an, a, an artist like him, like her. You know, I want to spit, you know, Spit light to the people. Okay, now this is this is this is a three part answer. Okay, you know what I'm saying now the one answer is this, man. When I was a kid, man, watching another bad creation on TV, on a music channel, the music box, man, <laughs> watching them and being at the house with my cousins, me, Sheen, Black, West Side Gun, my cousin Dap, my cousin Stefan. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we we imitated them that video when it came on. We dance when they dance, we dance like we wanted to be that. Those was kids our age who was doing it. So that made me wanted to like, you know what I mean, knew that I wanted to do it. But hearing hearing uh the Nas I Am album. Nice. And and hearing the Reasonable Doubt album, because around those around those times, that's when I when I was getting to understand the music. I've been listening to the music and been heard of those artists. But when the I am and a reasonable doubt around those times, that's when I understand the music. I could kind of understand a little bit of what they're saying. I, I know drug dealers, and I know I'm learning life lessons and shit like that. So I, I, I identify with that music, and I'm like, you know what? This this what I want to do. I want to rap. You know what I'm saying? That ninety like ninety eight, ninety seven, like that really fucking made ninety six to ninety nine really made me rap. And I'm saying before that, I really was doing it before that, but those years made me want to rap. Just before all those other years, I was a fan. Catching up on my research, I remember writing down like the whole fucking song, The Triumph. Like, I wrote that whole everybody verse. I wrote it down on paper Damn. so I could memorize the song. You know what I'm saying? But those years and those albums just just uh, made my mind up for me. Uh, turning to your album, which I think is actually is single handedly is a, an incredible album. Each track is, I, you know, I did not feel, you know, you get some albums where you're like, all right, I can skip this one, this, this one. Each track is, is really incredible to listen to. Um, you have a track, 97 Hove, and you spit. I was born in 84, but I'm a 97 Hove. Uh, Hove. Um, so in 97, JG dropped, obviously, uh, my life, uh, In My Lifetime, Volume 1. And then, of course, mm-hmm. prior to that, Reasonable Doubt. Um, mm-hmm. why, do you, why, why, why do you call yourself a 97 Hove in, uh, for this, this, uh, this, this track? And what is your favorite, kinda, your favorite song off of either Reasonable Doubt or, or, or In My Lifetime? Okay, now I call, I call it '97 Hole because I kind of feel like not comparing myself to him. Like Fire is like we we are rap like him or nothing like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Just <clears throat> just is like this. Now when Hove put in my lifetime out, that's '97 Hole, correct? In my lifetime, right? So when when he put that album out, 
that was after reasonable doubt and before hard knock life. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So it was like he's in a he that's that's like his transition. So me, I feel like Tanner Talk Three is like is it's after my first brick and seventeen bullets where projects that I've dropped and people love them, mm-hmm. but they didn't get the notoriety that other projects got. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like in the middle. Like I said, I'm, I know the streets is watching, so I'm highly skeptical where I'm at in my career when hit and I be set to go. You know what I'm saying? I just I'm just like one step from from being from being like the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like one decision from being the next big thing. And I always use Jay because he's one of my favorite rappers, and it's like he got a, he had a he had a he had a storybook career on the outside looking in but for everything that he's achieved and everything that he's done you know it came with hard work everything that he achieved we don't know maybe behind behind closed doors he, he probably didn't achieve it just like he probably almost didn't achieve it it's probably like one thing away from him not doing what he did just like on conway's the goat album on die on christmas when i said i'm jc i said what i say i said i said i'm sean carter i said i'm whole Minus the plaques, Maybach, and Beyonce. Nigga, I'm Sean Carter selling crack in Marcy. You wow. feel what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm at that transition. You know what I'm saying? And I could feel it. I'm in the middle at that transition, wherever he was at. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by that. Uh, the track Good Night off your album. Uh, you know, and I, I think I could say this for every uh, majority of the tracks on the album, but uh, Good Night had me thinking of uh, Where I'm From by Jay-Z. Uh, mm. Kind of the way, and you know, I said this in the intro, but the your the way you brought it back to where you're, to be frank, where you're from, right? But the storytelling building you did, and and also you do it in a way where you're not, you know, you're not glorifying what you're doing. You're just mm-hmm. telling us facts. Um, right, right, right. What is kind of for me? I mean, what is the story behind this track? And uh, where were you when you kind of you, you you penned it? Man, the story behind that track is basically. We was in Atlanta, and uh, we going through beats for the album. And Wes and Wes picked the beat. Wes picked the beat for me to get on. And it's like at that time, like I'm really trying to write some of the best shit I could think of. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why I started off like, and I'm I'm still being true to who I am. Started off like I stole a pack, then I sold it back. We rolling lacks and got full of gats with shoulder straps. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm rhyming three syllable pattern frequently. It's like I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be slick. I'm just trying to be hard. I'm just trying to be me in that record. And and to be honest with you, I kind of didn't feel like it, it's weird when you're recording these songs because right. I record these songs and then you know the audience don't hear them until you know what I'm saying until months or weeks later. So right. it's kind of like, did I get my point across? I had to ask myself. But as soon as everybody here, they're like, yo, that shit crazy. That's one of that's one of the uh, standout joints. I like that. I like that good night. So that's really one of the first songs that we knew what, uh, what kind of direction the album was going into. And it's just like my mindset was just like, write some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, West Side Gun fresh off like the Hitlers and the Fly Guy, Conway fresh off the Reject and, and all the projects he was doing. And it's like, I'm next in line. So, you know what I mean? I want to I want to show up and show out. Uh, you rap, uh, we rap about our real life because it causes us pain, and when you reach certain levels, it causes change. The pain subsides, but the scars remain. You spit in uh, Joe Pesci, uh, 38. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk about those lyrics? But also, what, what for you, I mean, you touched on it earlier, but what purpose does hip-hop serve for you? I mean, are you, 
to, to talk about yourself, but also to kind of be a voice for those that are, you know, the voiceless, so to say. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop, hip hop is for me, it's like a soundtrack to my life. And I think it is, I think, I also think that's a generational thing. That's why guys my age who grew up, when I grew up, like, we don't like the, we don't really too much get into stuff that we can't relate to. You know what I'm saying? Even though it might be good and it might be cool, but if we can't relate to it, then we automatically, like, cross it out the box. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? And just, like, the, 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 the pain subside, the scars remain. That's what anything I mean, we, we, we rap about our real life because cause, cause I say that because it caused us pain and, and they made it popular. Like, you know, these rappers, everything that I go through, that I'm doing, everything in my life, the three felonies, the federal dope cases, my brother dying, the shootouts, the, the all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes made that rapping, they made rapping about that popular. And then, like, here I am in, a, in, a, in the middle of the hood going through that shit. And these dudes is making millions off rapping about it. So, you know what I'm saying, we, we rap about, we that's what we do now. We rap about it. You know what I mean, we rap about the pain. Right. That's what people identify with this Buffalo shit that they've never been exposed to. You never, the closest a lot of people been to Buffalo is, you know what I mean, Tenet Talk 3 or Fly God or Reject or Goat. That's the closest 90% of people been to Buffalo is are those albums. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? We give it, we giving them that rawness, you know what I'm saying? And keep it raw. You see Conway face twisted and, and West. I'm saying his legal issues and the shit that he going through and, and me, the, lo- the loss of my brother and just everything that I do is like, this shit is just so real. And we haven't been, I don't think the rap game been exposed to nothing that's real mm-hmm. in a long time. And and they have, I'm not saying that we the only street dudes in the industry, but at a high level, you know, the street dudes of this era, they don't, they don't come out at a high level. You know, these, these record labels, they put millions and millions of dollars behind these young kids or anybody who sing in the tune or anybody who sound like the last person who had a hit. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't put the music in like, like guys like me, I got three felonies. Like I said, guys like me are in prison. You know what I'm saying? Before this record deal, I had to tell myself, had to think about it. Like, you know what? Maybe I won't get a record deal. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I'm gonna be in the hood for the rest of my life. Maybe I'm gonna do this shit to, to, till I'm in, till I'm dead or I'm in jail. I thought like that because mm-hmm. when I was working my hardest and I was still nice, I was working my hardest, like nothing was really happening for me. And I had to think like, man, this shit don't happen for, this shit don't happen like for real gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would it? And, and it kind of brought me to reality. Like, man, come on. Like, I'm, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, get a, get a record deal, be going on tour and be doing interviews like I'm doing right now. I'm like, yo, get, wake the fuck up. Like you a street nigga. Like, and, and that, that's don't happen for people like you. You know what I mean? So we just give them the raw story, man. Make it raw. Make I try to make it as raw as I can, man. I try to tell you everything that I went through because, like I said, I know I'm not the only person going through it. Right. And uh, on, on, on Broken Bottles, you you kind of you you mentioned the the critics, right? That you, you spit. I, I heard they're sick of me rapping about the drugs. Um, so you kind of you mentioned these these people that are just trying to, uh, I guess I guess maybe have you stop rapping about the drugs or whatever. But but on, the, on Broken Bottles in particular, who are you referring to that kind of want you to stop rapping? And what was their what's their I guess not a good argument. What's their argument for you to stop doing that? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I read the comments. I read the comments on the YouTube videos. I read the comments in the forums. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not. You know, people think we rappers and we do on tour and we be next to other celebrities that that we so far removed from reading comments. Like I, I literally read everything. You know what I mean? Like if you ever 
if you ever put if anybody ever y'all listen to this you ever put a disrespectful comment about me or if you ever big me up in a comment like i read it and if you big me up you know what i mean once uh, i shout you out you know what i mean i appreciate that if you you said some crazy shit i read it and fuck you <laughs> but I, I see people like yo all he do is rap about drugs i'm sick of hearing benny rap about prison and drugs and then and then i seen this comment yesterday I put the freestyle out and I, a couple of days ago and I seen somebody's like, what is he rapping about? Bragging about being a mid-level drug dealer. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then, and then that, and then that just goes to show you how, how, how people are brainwashed. Like the, the average street dude, drug dealer is a mid-level dealer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, people let these rappers believe them that it's, it's, 30 people in one hood with 32 kilos. That's not the truth. The average drug dealer is somebody with uh, maybe 10 to 30 grand. You know what I'm saying? And he's living living in his hood like a kingpin, and he's doing business. That's like the average drug dealer. Literally, that's like above average. Because the really average drug drug dealer, you know what I'm saying, probably never seen ten thousand. But how, you know what I'm saying? But when you when you a certain dude, you play at a certain level, how we was playing. I mean, the average the average nigga is making got like twenty to forty grand in his stash, and he's just moving around and he's breaking his neck to keep his flow to keep his money flow up, and he's running around. But for somebody to say he's bragging about being a mid level, like that, that's like that's what it is. Like you know what I mean, like you people hear these other rappers get on these tracks and talk about kilos and Pablo Escobar and shit like this, and none of these dudes never sat in the prison before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's not real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see, watch a movie and see somebody get shot in the stomach and then run six blocks. Like, that's not real. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And like, these dudes, they paint a false picture. And, like, it's the craziest part. I don't blame the guys for painting a false pr- picture. They're trying to get their money. But when people believe it, I blame them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, is you that, you that dumb to believe it? So I'm just letting people know. Like, I know y'all sick about me rapping about the plugs. I'm rapping about the drugs I stretch. But, like, I can even go further and write a whole album about every plug I dealt with. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It's like... Like I'm doing, I'm doing what works for me and my audience. So like, if it, if it's too much for you, it's, it's obviously not for them. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, actually, you're you know you're obviously you're in terms of your your pen game is obviously incredible, uh, and you know you could. I, I imagine you know you could probably be that rapper to glorify you know extra. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you? Why 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 has your approach always been? And and and, and this is part of this is this album is about mm-hmm. you telling you know you're you're telling the story of the streets you're telling true stuff from the streets um mm-hmm. why have you kind of why why have you not decided to like you know glorify get that paycheck quickly and then get out uh i mean how how do you think this is it does it help does it hurt uh your i guess the longevity that you have in this game mm, it's hard to put a hand on do it part to say does it help or does it hurt me you know what i'm saying right but one thing we can't say we can't say it hurt me because i rap all kind of ways and you know people who get on the internet and say like yo he only rapped one way like they obviously didn't do a research on me because i gotta like three days before west side gun dropped fly god i dropped one on a one and that was that was a whole trap album i'm rapping trappy on there my main trap beats everything there's no east coast hip-hop beats on it's all trap beats and I took over the whole upstate New York with that. Literally. You know what I'm wow. saying? People thought I had, I mean, with, with no budget, a situation I created for myself. We went on a little tour. We did everything. I took over the fucking shit with that. So it's like, and then when I did that, like the radio, I got a few radio stations on it, but that didn't help get me 
to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And I did that. That did not help me get to the next level. This way I'm rapping right now helped me get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's all about what people are paying attention to. Like we was talking about earlier, that lane of rap is so watered down. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like they even if you're doing it and you're doing it at a high level, they don't pay attention to it because that's all they hear. Like it's watered down. And and it's another thing. It's like I walk around, I meet these dudes. The, I meet I meet my idols who 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 I idolized for years over music. The Raekwons, the Jada Kisses, the whole locks, basically. You know what I'm saying? The Ghostface Killer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I could go on, and I, and I talk to these dudes, and all these dudes tell me, like, yo, yo, shit, fire. Yo, this and that. Yo, you got it. My, and they tell me like that. And, and, and that's enough validation for me. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, the, the experts who know what the fuck they talking about. These dudes who don't sit and witness every era. You know what I'm saying? And when they, when they tell me that, sincerely and look me in my eye you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't know shit like no your shit dope like like look me in my eye and tell me this you know what i'm saying so it's like that's more validation than i need than the money you know what right. i'm saying because we're all gonna get money like if a dude got, if a somebody got if somebody got a bentley truck outside and i got a range rover outside like i'm not mad if somebody got a, a bust down ap on their wrist and i got a bust down rolex on my wrist like i'm i'm not i'm not mad as long as i'm good i'm good <laughs> right definitely so so you can't sell yourself for money. Like, we're going to make money. You're going to get money. Now, when you're selling yourself just to make more money when you're already going to get money, like, that's a character flaw. Mm-hmm. And that's like young nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. So, like, all the validation I need is the respect of my peers. That's more than that's more than money than I, that I'm already going to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be... I don't want to be looked at in this rap game. You got to show your face. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? You got to yeah. show your face. You got to bump into these dudes. When these dudes see me, I want them to have respect on their face for me. Like, no, him, Benny the Butcher, Griselda Records, he go, he's one of the top, nicest niggas. I don't want to be like, oh, yo, Benny Butcher, yeah, he got he got the number one record in the country. Yeah, that sound good. I want that. Of course I want that, but... Like I don't want that to be I don't want that to be my only accolade. Like the record is dope. Like some dudes got number one records and the record's not dope. They just number one records. Right. Like I I want people to feel me and I want people to understand that I'm one of the best niggas and I want the nods. You know what I'm saying? Like I was in prison with Emory Jones, Jay Z, Jay Z man. Like I was in a federal prison with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and he and he heard the album and he reached out to West like Yo, tell Benny we listen and that shit fire. Like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for I'm looking for like approval of people who opinions matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the money, the money, we, we're going to get money. You see, you see motherfucking West shit got a, wearing a quarter million worth of jewelry. You see Conway got all type of shit, jewelry, you know what I mean? Taking flights in Miami all the time. You know what I mean? Like we, we're going to get money. So it's not about selling yourself off for money. It's about honor right. and it's about respect. You know what I'm saying? And, and that means a lot to me. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, and, and you know, you read about the album. Uh, some people are referring to this album, uh, Tana Talk Three," as your debut album. But obviously, you've done more projects prior to this. Uh, do you look at this as your debut album? And if and and also, if there is an album besides this that you'd want to tell, like, all right, you heard this album. Now this is the must listen to album if you really want to know, like, me as an artist. Is there is there that album out there that you created? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. But I definitely look at this as my debut album because it's like it's like my my coming out party to to a lot of people who heard of me. I mean, a lot of people who haven't heard of me. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my first. And it, it is, actually is my debut album because it's 
on Grizel, the Empire. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, that's my first album I did with a major distributor. You know what I mean? With a, a independent distributor or whatever. But man, my first brick, Butcher on Steroids, Seventeen Bullets. Man, I can go on and on about <laughs> about projects that I dropped just last year. I mean, this is in the past two years that I dropped, and 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 and, this, and you would get the same feeling that you got from Tana Talk Three. I'm sure you would get the same feeling from those projects, man. So. And people, if, if you like Tana Talk 3, man, go back and do your research. I'm pretty sure they did. Right, definitely. I got I got two more questions for you. Um, is there a favorite verse or even lyric uh, from Tana Talk 3 that you, you wrote that kind of it's your favorite on this album so far? Yep, yep. This lyric to me, from 97 Hope, this one lyric to me kind of sums up 90% of what I'm trying to tell people on this album. My bitch asking me to settle down. I was reckless at selling brown. She know I'm finally on level ground. I'm trying to change, but in my head it sounds telling me I could be El Chapo instead of Kevin Lyles. Nice. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. That's dope. That's, you know what I mean? So that's basically one of my favorites. It's, it's a whole bunch of lines on there, but that's basically when that jumped into my brain when you asked me. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, lastly, you you know you, you're you've been doing this writing for 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 a good amount of time. Is there a what, do you remember the first? verse that you wrote or even now to this day that kind of you you read and you're like holy shit i wrote that <laughs> like you're like wow i'm good yeah man i'd be honest with you man it's got to be something it got to be something off it got to be something off tana talk two mm-hmm. got to be something maybe, maybe you know what it got to be something off tana talk one tana talk one because what i tell people when i dropped tana talk one i was on house arrest I had an ankle bracelet on, federal house arrest, and I couldn't leave the house. I had the studio in my apartment, and I was just working, and I really threw myself into the music because that's all I had to do. So I threw myself into the music, and then I dropped that, and then I took over to my whole neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? It was like a low, it was very, very, very low budget shit. I was just a neighborhood dude doing it. But I put a lot into it, and people heard it, and they like, yo, that's crazy. I took over the neighborhood. When I dropped 10 to talk to I was more seasoned, and I and I when I put that out, I was really in the studio every day for like six, seven hours a day. Every day, I put more into that, and then I when I put that out, I took over the whole, the whole fucking city, real shit. Damn. And now I'm paying to talk three. Me and Danger, we sat, we cooked this up. I sat with Alchemist, we cooked this up. I put even more into this, and now I'm taking over the like the, the world is being introduced to me. So definitely something from ten to talk one. Is when I got this reaction, the same reaction I'm getting now, I got it on a smaller scale in my neighborhood. I come from a neighborhood where dudes was already rapping, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a rap group, uh, my niggas from my block, my homeboys called Killer Brown, and they was doing shit. They performed at the Apollo. They was yeah. doing local shows and opening up for dudes, and, and they had dancers, and they all wear the same shit. They were very professional, and they was from my neighborhood. And I'd be kicking with them at their house, and then when it was time for them to rehearse, like, I had to leave. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I looked up to those dudes. They from Montana Avenue. So when I when I did Tana Talk One, they knew I rap, but when I did Tana Talk One and shit like that, they was like, nah, he got it for real. Like he can do this shit. He can do this shit for real. And like I said, when those dudes looked at me as a rapper, when they been to the Apollo, you know, that's big, you know what I mean? Somebody from your neighborhood been to, performed on the Apollo stage and, and traveled and did this, that was big. So when they let me know, like, yo, you got something. That's the equivalent to me dropping Tana Talk 2 and then the rest of the city like, yo, you got something. And that's equivalent for me being on the phone with Ghostface the other day. He telling me like, yo, you got something. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Uh, new album, Tam Talk 3, uh, incredible artist, Benny the Butcher. Uh, Benny, thank you so much for taking time to uh, interview on The Library with Tim Monica. Thank you so much, man. Hey, you know I appreciate that, man. Everybody, go get Tam Talk 3. It's streaming live everywhere right now, man. I appreciate you for this interview. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.